0: A few weeks ago, I shared with you, I was driving across to, to the North Shore to speak to a group of young full-time ministers, all leaders, and as I was driving, uh, the Lord spoke to me in the car in, a, in an unmistakable way. It's one of those times where I, just, I knew this was the voice of God. And the Lord said this to me, he said, Tark, I want you to be accountable to me from now on for your time. That sort of caught me by surprise, and I thought, that's okay. But then he continued, and he said, I want you to be accountable for every hour of your life. And I thought, whoa. <laughs> oh God, I thought, that's a big number to call on me. And then as I began to reflect on it, as I said to you last time, I began to grieve. And I thought, God, why didn't you tell me this 30 years ago? Because I have wasted so much time and so many hours and so many days, Lord, that I just can't get back. Lord, they're gone gone forever. And I was heartbroken as too strong a word, but I was, oh, thought God. I still can't understand why he didn't, maybe if he told me earlier, I just wouldn't have responded. That word of God speaking to me on that trip, on that car, has changed my life Forever. I'm a different person in terms of how I live out my life. Because friends, one word from God can change you forever. When you hear sermons and you hear me preach or anyone else preach, you know, listen for the voice within the voice. That means there's my voice, but then there's a voice of the Holy Spirit. And if you can capture His voice to your heart, you see, in God's voice is the power to fulfill what He speaks. So when He says something to you, there's power in it to change your life. You, you, you can hear a lot of stuff from me, but if it's only words from me, that probably won't change you. But if the Holy Spirit can grab something, it could be through a song, it could be anyway, and speak into your life. Man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that comes from the mouth of God. So we've got to hear the voice of God. And the more we hear it, the more we're going to be changed and transformed from glory to glory. And friends, I'm in a season and time in my life where I don't fully understand it. (laughs) But it's like to a measure. God has opened heaven over my life. And His presence and His voice has gone to an unusual level. Which I'm trying to put my head around. But it tells me God's up to something. Yes. Yes. Something major. Something wonderful. For me, for you, for all of us. I just want you to journey with me. Because often he starts with the shepherd. But what's for the shepherd is also for the sheep. Yes. So begin to believe God for another dimension and just comes you know the things i didn't earn it i didn't deserve it i didn't pray and fast for it it's just the goodness of god and i just pray and this 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 word is just one part of uh, what god is speaking but it's so powerful it can actually change your life so come with me to ephesians chapter 5 verse 15 and 17 let's just share some challenging thoughts but i hope also helpful and encouraging Ephesians 5.15 says, See then that you walk circumspectly. That's like a cat on broken glass. Friends, it's time to walk like that. We can't walk carelessly anymore. Just can't do it. You've got to watch every step that you take, walk in paths of righteousness. Don't just run here and there and do your own thing, it's that season's gone. It's time to walk with God. Circumstance, speak like a cat on fine glass. You imagine if you're a cat walking glass, you'd just be. You're just careful on where you put your next step. you just, gosh, you're so careful. Then the next step, you just don't, you know, do anything. I know you walk circumspectly. Why do you walk circumspectly? It says, not as a fool, but as wise, redeeming the time, for the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. It's time to walk very circumspectly and carefully before our God because He loves you dearly. As you walk carefully and you speak carefully, the words from your lips. You know, I think the words of our lips grieve God more than almost anything else. My lips, too. But redeem the time, it says. The thought there is to get back from the devil's grasp, or don't let the devil rip you off with your time. That's what it means to walk circumspectly, is what are you going to do with your time? How are you going to use your time? Because time is valuable. We all know that. And there's a huge battle for our time. And the devil provides all kinds of entertainment and distractions and everything under the sun to rob us of our time so ultimately so we can't fulfill all of God's plan for our lives. We might fulfill some of it, but we don't get to all of it. I think some of the greatest time wasters put on this planet that steal our time is the television. We all know that. The internet, computer games, and so many other things that just get thrown in our faces all the time. And you know the tragic thing is, and that's what's grieved my heart, is you can't get back lost time. It closes. It's gone forever. You'll never get today again, ever, in your life. Nor will I. And life on earth is very short. The Bible says that your life is a breeze. Psalm 78, 39, They are but flesh, a passing breeze. That does not return. Just a... And your life's over. It's a breath. Psalm 39 verse 6, each man's life is but a breath. It's a mist. James 4 verse 14, you are a mist that appears a little while and then vanishes. I want to give you this morning, I'm going to run out of time because I've kind of got a bit sidetracked, so you might get half the message. <clears throat> Stay for the second service, you get the rest of it. <laughs> is that a bribe? Yes. Yes. But you don't have to put your tithe in twice, all right? (laughs) But you can if you want to. The first two words are seek first. If you get that sorted out, the rest will take care of itself. But sometimes we never get that sorted. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. This is a filter to pass everything you do through. See, your sole purpose and supreme goal in life is to seek first the kingdom of God. Do His will. Everything else fades off into insignificance. So don't get ripped off with your time and by the devil so that you end up not being able to seek first His kingdom and fulfill God's design and plan for your life. Because you can be sure the devil will use every cunning that he has, every possible cunning, And friends, he's been at this for thousands of years. He has got to distract you from what is important. He's got to distract you from doing the will and the plan and the purpose and the call of God. He's got to distract you. Do you know why? Excuse me, I've just got a... Nose is a bit runny, I think. And you know why he's so determined? Think about this. Satan was one of the leading archangels in heaven. I mean, he was closest to the throne of God. And he messed up. You talk about a fall from grace. It's probably the biggest fall from grace there ever will be in the history of the world. When Lucifer, the glorious archangel, became Satan. And he is filled with incredible envy and jealousy that he wants to rob every other person on the planet of what he himself lost. So he wants you to also lose your eternal place in heaven, what God, this glorious thing that God has planned for you, he wants to rob you of it because he's lost it himself and he is filled with incredible envy, jealousy, and hatred. And anyone who pursues the call of God, just I, I think, fills him with such anger and venom that he'll try and do everything he can to stop you so you don't get to that place in heaven that God has planned for you from the beginning of time. Seek first. Everyone say seek first. It's pretty simple, isn't it? Seek first. The second thing is learn. So managing your time is something that can be learned. Psalm 90, verse 12. What does it say? Teach. Everyone say teach. teach. So teach us to number our days aright that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Wisdom is numbering your days aright. And God has to teach us how to number our days, how to use our time wisely. So I'm saying, ask God to teach you. You, You're not smart enough to do it yourself. You need help from heaven to use your time wisely. Otherwise, you'll be like me and you'll mess up so many things. So we need to cry out to God and ask him. And so why don't we do that right now? We're going to pray, Lord, teach me to use my time wisely. Will you say that with me? Say, Lord, Teach me to use my time wisely. Let's say it again. Lord, teach me to use my time wisely. Wow! believe God to answer that prayer for you. Number three is choose. One of the most amazing things that God allows us to do in life is to choose how we live. Isn't it incredible? Today, you can do anything you want. You have freedom, absolute freedom of choice. And despite God's power to make you do anything He wants you to, you know, He can force you to do anything because He's got all power, He refuses to do so. He refuses to make you live right. He refuses to make you walk circumspectly. He refuses to make you go to church or anything else or to give. He refuses to do that. In fact, we can live as though God did not exist. And that is known as the miracle of restraint, This God with all power, and who so desperately wants you to live for Him, yet He restrains Himself, that's real power, friends, in the hands of the right person, that He will not force you to do anything at all. You have complete freedom. But what He does do, He's pretty smart. He just tells you how to live, and then states the consequences if you don't, and then says it's over to you. Don't you wish God didn't do that? Don't you wish he forced you to live right so that you got your eternal place in heaven? Man, I do. But God said, no, I don't want no robots. You've got to work it out for yourself. So let's go to Luke chapter 19. Well, we won't go there. It's probably just going to come up on here. Luke 19. So it's a nobleman goes to a far country, but cutting it short because of time, he gives all these, uh, these different servants 10 pounds each. <clears throat> Is it pounds? Does it call it pounds? They yeah, Deliver them. Ten miners, all right. He says, do business till I come. So the first two guys go away and they produce a, a fantastic uh, return. And can you go to the next bit there? Thanks, guys. Okay. Yeah, the second one came and earned five miners and he said have, uh, have uh, rule over ten cities. The first one... Came back and he used. Uh, you got. He re- got a return of ten minus. So the first one got ten minus. Second one five. But the last one didn't get any. He just kind of hid his thing away. And the Lord says to him, "You, you wicked servant, because he didn't use what had been allotted to him." And friends, in the same way, God has allotted to us all time. You could put in that passage time. He's given us all a portion of time, the same amount of time. And then he says, Now I want you to use that wisely because there's a time when I'm going to come back and I want you to give me an account for how you used your time. And we will be rewarded accordingly. Someone worked this out that if you live to 70, you'll spend 23 years sleeping. That's a long time, isn't it? So you live to 70, you actually had only 47 years of waking hours. But it gets worse. You'll spend 17 years working. So 23 is gone sleeping, 17 years working. You'll spend 11 years watching TV and playing. Ah, that's on averages. 11 years sitting in front of that box. (laughs) Wow, how powerful is that? 11 years. You'll spend six years travelling by car, bus or plane. You'll spend six years of your life eating. And some of you a lot more. (laughs) Not looking at anyone in particular. You'll spend two years getting up and getting dressed. Two years, except for women, they it say it's 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> I expected a tomato to come in my direction at that one. <laughs> As a Christian, you'll spend one year in church. Isn't it worth thinking about where our time goes? Get a copy of the DVD and Get some idea of what's happening with your time. You see, we need to think a lot about the use of our time. A lot. But I don't think we do. If you're anything like me, we, I just don't think we do that. And, uh, you know, it can be the problem's not lack of time. Often the problem is the wrong choices we make. So let me just give you a couple of incredible choices right out of Scripture that you want to pick up on. Firstly, Joshua 24:15: Choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Question, have you made that choice? Especially if you're the head of the home, be it male or female, whichever your helmet is like. Have you made that choice? As for me and my house, we are going to serve the Lord. That is our number one priority in my household, in your household. Have you made that decision? If you're the head of the home, because your family are going to follow in your footsteps in the years to come, and the years ahead, and, you know, maybe they might wander off or whatever, but while they were younger and that, you know, you, 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 we got to all make this decision, hey, ask for me and my house and stand before God and say, God, I stand before you and say, I made a decision that my house will serve the Lord. That is the number one priority in my home. Have you made that decision? If you haven't, it's not too late. Make it today for the sake of yourself and for the sake of your family. But then there's another one here as well. <clears throat> in Luke 10, verse 42, one thing is needed and Mary has chosen that good part. Remember she sat at the feet of Jesus and worshipped him? She chose the good part. And that's what he said. Uh, Jesus said, hey, look, you've got 24 hours in the day. All right. Everyone clear on that. 24 hours in the day. Jesus comes along and he says, now in your day, one thing. Choose one thing. Don't worry about everything else. Choose this one thing. Why? Because it's needful. It's not just a good thing to do. It's needful. You need it for your survival. You need it for your walk with God. You need it to be the person that you will become. Choose this day. Choose this one thing, and that is to spend time with God every single day. And friends, if that gets locked out of our day, seriously, we are poorly using our time. And we need to rethink how it says These are right from the lips of Jesus. You see, all of life flows out of relationship with God. And that's something I've focused on in my life from the day I was saved. I said, God, I'm going to give you quality time every single day in prayer and in the Word. And friends, I believe that some of the things that God has done in my life and some of the things that I'm experiencing now it all comes back to that one thing is needed. Isn't, aren't you glad Jesus didn't say, now 20 things are needed. Here we go. Boom, boom, boom. You think, oh man, I'm like. So he makes it real simple. One thing. <laughs> Everyone say one thing. one thing. Yeah. Tell the person next to you, one thing is needed. <clears throat> is this is the way I see it. Think about this. God says, give me the first hour. And I'll be with you for the next 23. God's with you for the next 23. You've got to believe you're going to do and accomplish infinitely more than if you didn't give him that one hour where you got him on board to work with you throughout the day. It was Martin Luther who said, I've got so much to do today, I have to pray for an extra hour. Thank you for that overwhelming response. So, don't let yourself be at the mercy of circumstances or whatever is thrown at you. See, so we all have the choice to, of how we use our time. And if we don't plan, if you don't plan your time, somebody else will. Yeah, including the devil. He'll plan your day for you, all right? And he'll make a right mess of it. You take charge, it's your day, you make the right choices. So selection is the key. Out of all you can do, select. Everyone say select. select. Yeah, and reject. And reject. Yeah, select and reject. That's how you make wise use of time. You've got to select. <laughs> select what you're going to do. <clears throat> because you can't do everything. You've got to select. Okay, I've got to finish this up quickly. I'm only halfway through my message. Oh, that's sad. The best part was coming. Okay, two more words. The fourth one is analyze. Walk circumspectly as a fool, not as fools, but as wise. Look, caref- So in other words, look carefully at how you live. Find out your purpose on earth. Why are you on the planet? Have you ever asked yourself, God, why am I on this planet? I think some people never ask. Because God has got an incredible plan for your life. He's got incredible purpose for your life. If you never discover what that is, you will live carelessly and waste a lot of time. But once you discover why you're on the planet, everything changes, especially if you pursue it with all your heart. So take a good look at what eats up your time, because that's what's eating you up. Find out where you're losing time. Find out the time leaks or the time wasters. Analyze them. You know, with money... A lot of people have a budget, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. How many of you have ever got into a budget? Don't, show, don't wave your hand around, it's probably not enough. Budgets, all right, why do we have budgets? So we use our money correctly. Because you don't want to spend, 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 then you go to the bank and you're $5,000 overdraft, or there's a knock on the door and there's a debt collector. Why, because you didn't budget your money, you went and spent it like it's going out of fashion. Friends, if we have a, a budget for our money, We need a budget for our time because time is more important than money. What you do with your time is far more important because that's going to determine your eternal destiny. It's going to determine if you do the will of God. It's going to determine whether you fulfill His purpose for your life. Time is life. Time is everything, and there's not a lot of it. I suggest budget. Get out of budget and work out your time. What are you going to do with it? Where are you going to spend it? I can see everyone's getting very excited about this, but that's where I'm going to keep going. Regardless, I'll keep going. Get a budget. John Wesley and F.B. Meyer, who are going to really upset you, these guys were astronomical achievers in the kingdom of God. They divided their lives up into periods of five minutes. Yeah. To make sure that every five minutes was used productively. Now, these are super high achieved. Now, I'd not suggest that you do that. I don't do that myself, and I'm not planning to do it. (coughs) But I want to suggest this. For two days, just two days, write down what you did and how much time it took. It will be really tedious. You'll hate doing this, but I challenge you. Just for two days. Then once once you've got it all down, then ask yourself some hard questions and say, is this really how I want to spend my life? Three hours in front of the TV? You know, one hour on the computer. You know, three hours on the lazy boy doing nothing. That will get me. I'll get caught out on that one. Ask yourself, is God pleased with how I'm using my time? You know, people who have high sugar or high cholesterol, guess what they do? They're very careful with what they eat. Why? Because they know this is serious stuff. How about getting really serious about how we use our time? The next word is prioritize. Well, I can't go into this today because I've run out of time. But I'm not teaching you right now to work harder. It's not what it's about for a moment. You know, life's not about cramming in as much as you possibly can. It's not that at all. When Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God, he's just basically saying prioritize your life. There's enough time in the day to do all the will of God. There's a quote, there's time enough from Charles W. Chestnut, there's time enough but none to spare, and we can all say I have just enough time to do God's will. Think about this, in three years, Jesus did all he needed to do. He left nothing undone. Isn't that great? He just did it in three years, in those three years, he was never stressed, never rushed, and never under pressure. Do you know what the key was? He walked with God, and he did only what the Father showed him to do. I have people asking me lately these days, they say, how do you do everything you do? How do you just keep going the way you do? I'll tell you my secret. My secret is I spend the one thing that I have to do each day, time with God. I hear His voice, and I do what the Father asks me to do. And I find that I'm incredibly relaxed, incredibly at peace. Yeah, I'm going all over the place, but friends, I'm not stressed. I'm not feeling wasted or worn out. Because you follow the pattern of your master and you work out what he wants you to do. Jesus said, in Matthew, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. He is not a hard task master. If it's become that way, either you've taken too many yokes on your life or else the devil's put too many yokes on your life or other people have put too many yokes on your life. And you know, one of the great keys to wise use of time is the word No! No! I'm really good at no. <laughs> really good at it. I've practiced it a long time. I know it's my survival. I get asked to do all kinds of things. I've learned to say no. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. One of life's greatest challenges is to use our time wisely. If we do that, we seek first the kingdom of God. We'll fulfill our calling. And we'll enjoy wonderful rewards in heaven forever and ever and ever. Amen.